Buenos días. ¿Qué pasó, mijo? Oye, ¿cómo va? Dude, that, the connection keeps on getting better and better, honestly. It is, it is, it is, and I'm so happy about that. I appreciate it, but everyone, welcome. I know we're a little welcome, late for the chat, but um, better we want never. to get we want to get all the information out. And first, apologies. I am not feeling the best. I'm still going through this cold, so bear with me, please. Feel better, Daniel. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You know who I also wish can feel better. Whatever is going on, it's Alex Abrinas. You know, we're first going to get into some recent news. Um, if you haven't known, OKC cut Alex Abrinas due to personal reasons. OKC said it was like, you know, nothing basketball related, but he's going through a lot. So um, shout out to Alex Abrinas and hope everything works out for him. Yeah, I mean, sometimes people forget that these guys are human beings, too. I know um, someone who was a big star. I mean, not a big star, but he was a, a really, you know, he, he's a really good basketball player. And I remember watching him consistent like he had a really good work ethic and that was drew holiday and i don't know where i was just assuming i didn't see him i was assuming he was he was injured and sure enough it wasn't so much the injuries he just had a lot of things going on in his own personal life so you know these guys these guys are human too man and you know what hopefully whatever it is going on with alex arenas he takes care of it and hopefully everything is good again do we know why they cut him no they just stated personal reasons so he wasn't a big part of the rotation this year anyway but um you know, basketball side, hopefully everything is okay. Yeah, no, definitely. Next topic, it just happened yesterday. We're recording on a Sunday, guys, so just want to let you know. So it happened Saturday. The Celtics blew a 28-point lead against my Clippers. They were booed out, out of the arena, and they interviewed Marcus Morris, and he said he sees individuals, not a team. Uh, George, are you getting nervous about this Celtics team? Oh, most definitely, and – I agree with it. Um, it just seems like everyone's out there playing for themselves. It doesn't look like a, like, like a unit playing together. Um, and you could argue that the Celtics maybe might have heard a little bit of their own chemistry trying to stop the Laker AD stuff. Everyone's focusing on the Lakers chemistry, which honestly looks like shit right now. I mean, they, they, beat, they beat Boston, so I can't say it looks like shit. But um, on the bench, the body language doesn't look that great since some of those rumors came out for the Lakers. And I think it might be a – Celtics in a similar way, considering um, some of these Laker guys were in um, trade rumors last year. A lot of these Celtics guys have been in a whole lot of trade rumors. And now you got AD. Now they're kind of saying, we'll give you these guys and we'll give you these guys. So I think it might have affected a little bit of their own chemistry. And, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but they look to me like OKC last year. OKC Ooh. doesn't seem to have any chemistry issues whatsoever this year, um, judging by how they played yesterday against Houston, but it looks a little bit like OKC last year where you got guys going out there just playing for their own, playing for themselves, not trying to win a basketball game. And you know what? I, I think um, I think Zuba also had a big reason to do why um, your Clippers. Uh, you, know, you guys got a generational big now. <laughs> I mean, I don't know generational, but he's a decent big. I, I fuck with Zubak. No, but just... saying – Staying with Boston, I completely agree with you. Um, Boston, I think, honestly needed a trade. Terry mm-hmm. Rozier. And not just because he's a bad player, he's causing problems, but just because you have too many guys. You added Gordon Hayward back in the lineup. You added Kyrie Irving back in the lineup. Like, those are two ball-dominant guys. And, and you add them to it. Like... Gordon doesn't look like Gordon yet. No, not yet. And you add that to a a group of young guys that went surprisingly to the Eastern Conference Finals Game Seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so someone something's got to give, in my opinion. Exactly. Also in that game, Kyrie Irving got hurt. Of course, his right knee. Um, we'll see what happens with him. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Yo, didn't LeBron take him in the in the All Star game? Oh snap! That's right. Yeah, he's already doing his best Lonzo impression, man. Disappearing when it matters. Look at that. Oh. <laughs> Damn, low key. Uh, another news: Michael Beasley, who was recently traded to the Clippers, got cut. Uh, shout out to Mike Beasley. Uh, I mean, I would give him a shout out, but honestly, I think this dude's a head case at this point. It's it seems that drama follows him wherever he's at, 
Um, uh-huh. I feel that the Lakers almost had to include Zubat in a trade. Just to, I think they wanted him out, especially after what happened with the altercation between him and Luke. Um, I think they just wanted a way to just – they have cut him themselves and kept Beasley, probably, but I think they wanted to have an open roster spot to be able to make moves on the buyout market. On but Carmelo yeah, Anthony? Whether it be Carmelo or Marquis Morris, whatever Magic decides, whoever he hugs it out with, I don't care. Oh, you ain't hugging Josh Hart right now and Kyle Kuzma saying I'm sorry. Talking about you be hugging Bi. Let's hug it out right now, but during the summer I'm gonna trade your ass. <laughs> basically, basically, uh, another lottery pick, Ben Malcolmore, signed a 10 day contract with Toronto, which I think yo low risk, high reward. I'm not mad at that. Definitely. People forget this guy. His NBA comparison was who? Daniel, do you know? Was it Ray Allen? It was Ray Allen. <laughs> it was Ray Allen. Oh, and geez. from what I, I mean, I thought he played well mm-hmm. first half of the season in Sacramento. Um, and now this is definitely, like you said, it's low risk, very high reward for uh, for Toronto because I mean, the shooters shooters going to shoot, man, and they're going to get buckets. So it could be a nice, you know, rotate, a nice, like, depth addition for them. Yeah, because they traded a lot of their depth. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, what's the next topic, George? Isaiah Thomas may return on Monday. That's going to be interesting because Monte Morris has done really well for the Denver Nuggets as the backup point guard. Again, so yeah, exactly. Adding Isaiah, I don't know. Do you think Isaiah's going to ruin the rotation and chemistry? Because Denver, I mean, they're a second seed without him. Uh, I hope not, because I really like Isaiah Thomas. But so uh, do you think Isaiah might take the ball away from some of the other guys? Just I could, I could definitely see that, but I can definitely see that. We don't know. It's to be continued. Yeah. I, I hope not, but... It's like R. Kelly. My mind's telling me no, but my body's telling me yes. I don't know if we should be shouting like... out R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel comfortable shouting out R. Kelly. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. Giannis and LeBron, they drafted their um, all-star teams. I don't, I don't know how LeBron got the team he got, but, you know, Giannis is not a good general manager. I'm just going to say that. But Okay, okay go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go no, ahead. You go ahead. Okay. okay, everyone's saying, like, oh, LeBron's team, it's it's so much better than, like, Giannis. Okay, on paper, it may look that way. I agree. But all these guys are all-stars, man. All these guys can go out there and compete in any team any given day. They're all all-stars. So I'm not going to, like, completely – I've seen the rosters. I mean, I mean, yeah, but I'm not going to completely, like, disregard Giannis's team either. They're uh-huh. all-stars at the end of the day, and they're professionals. So they, they, they have the talent. That's just me giving some respect. I, I respect. And they got an MVP caliber player, Paul George, that's playing. Yes. I mean, but when you can have LeBron, KD, Kawhi on one team, that's that's pretty deadly. That's three of the best small forwards. And I think Paul and, George is number four. And wait, aren't two of those guys free agents? That's what I was going to say. I was Isn't Anthony Davis a free agent? Isn't Kyrie Irving a free agent? Isn't Klay Thompson a free agent? Yep. Five out of the six picks that um LeBron five out of the six first picks are gonna be free agents. So you think LeBron's gonna be talking or tampering? Do you think LeBron's gonna get fined for tampering? Because this would be like ridiculous. It's all star weekend, man. Let them have fun. If they wanna play fantasy basketball with the, with each other, let them do it. Cause odds are I can't tell you, man. As a Laker fan, it's already just very difficult hearing this guy's gonna come to LA. This guy's gonna come to LA and we don't get nothing. So until hey. I see someone put pen to paper, uh-huh. I'm not going to say that LeBron is tampering with anything. All right. Sounds Thank good. You, you know who else is in L.A.? LeVar Ball and Lonzo Ball. Ah, uh, LeVar dude. Ball went on FS1 talking again, talking about just basically on this trade and he doesn't want Lonzo to go to New Orleans. And do you think he ruined the trade? He did. I mean, okay. I read some that apparently New Orleans had some interest in Alonzo. Whether or not it's true or not, I can't say. But apparently it was LeVar's talking 
saying that Lonzo doesn't want to go to New Orleans and that that place isn't good for him, that kind of made them shy away. Now, was, did they ever have any intention whatsoever of trading Anthony Davis? At this point, I think no. I don't think they had any serious intention. But the fact that there may have been some interest on LeVar Ball, like, mm-hmm. they got to make a triple B muzzle at this point for this guy. I'm what do you think serious. they should do? What do you think they should do? I think they should send Lonzo to the worst basketball situation imaginable and be like, you want to you wanna talk that talk? Now walk the walk. And if, he, and if he doesn't do it, guarantee you he'll be out of the league. He'll probably be playing over at the JBA. Mm-hmm. Drinking back. And people are taking it seriously. Joke. No, I I really did. Once I saw him go to FS1, I was like, shit, they need to trade him now. And I just yes. want to say, dude. Go ahead. Thank you ahead. To, to Shannon Sharp. Thank you to Shannon Sharp. If you guys haven't seen the discussion that he had with Lamar, Thank you to Shannon Sharp because he 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 really just laid it all out there. He finally told Lamar, like, look, your kid ain't that good. Mm-hmm. Now, where can you send him? I don't know. If there's like a Cleveland Brown equivalent in the NBA, send him there. Oh, they can send him to Phoenix. Like LeVar yeah, wants. Here's the thing. He <laughs> wants that. Send him somewhere he doesn't want, where like he just won't get nothing. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. I say send to the Knicks so you can back up Dennis Smith Jr. and see what a real point guard looks like. Ooh! Shots fired. I love it. Hey, shout out to Dennis Smith. He's killing it right yes. now. Yes. Shit. But, um, yeah, I – Magic is definitely regretting tra- uh, drafting for Lonzo. And then didn't he come out and say – or someone came out and said, well, Jeannie Buss wanted him. Who um, came out and said that? I don't know exactly, but mm-hmm. it hasn't been confirmed. Apparently, Magic wanted De'Aaron Fox, who, by the way, has also made improvements. Um, people said he couldn't shoot. He's shooting a bit better now. Um, but, yeah, that's what they're saying. And, look, Lonzo may still come back and put up triple doubles, and am I going to be happy yet? But at the end of the day, that circus, dude, that like just waiting to happen, I'm not, I'm not for that. I'm not for that. No. Lonzo Ball could average a triple-double, and I, I just wouldn't like it because he's still probably going to try and say he could average a quadruple-double if you had Melo and Jello. Like, no. Mm-hmm. It's just very, very – it's a distraction at the end of the day. It's a distraction. Yeah, it is, man. And, uh, all right, that was it for recent news. And let's just get in right, right into this trade deadline. There was so many trades, and there's no way we can talk about each and every trade because there is also some small trades. I was like – Eh, who cares? It's not really going to affect anyone yet. So let's get into our first. Yeah, we're going to talk about the big ones. First one, definitely, we got to talk about it because it involves my team, Philadelphia 76ers and the Clippers. No, no. Oh, sorry. The Clippers. (laughs) I'm just messing. But uh, the 76ers got Tobias Harris, Boban, Mike Scott. The Clippers got Landry Schmidt, which is Georgia's, one of Georgia's sleeper picks. For rookies, Wilson Thank Chandler, you. Mike Muscala, 2021 Miami's first round unprotected, which is a big one, which is very yep. respected in the league, and two second rounders. Now, George, um, first, what were your what were your thoughts on the trade? My thoughts on the trade are Jerry West is still Jerry West. Uh, he did a. This is a great trade for the Clippers. <clears throat> Andy Schrammett, he showed in Philadelphia he can shoot. Uh, Wilson Chandler, correct me if I'm wrong, is he a free agent at the end of the year? Yeah. So he'll be gone. They flip Mike Muscala for Zubak. <laughs> I mean, that's not bad. Uh, 2021, supposedly high school are supposed to come out. And mind you, it's unprotected. So there's a chance that the Clippers have a shot at a high-caliber rookie, which they've had shots at before. Let's, let's not forget. And they've kind of, you know, screwed the pooch on some of them. But Jerry West is there now, so hopefully they can, you know, strike gold. Two second rounders, I mean, that's where you get some of your, like, your bench depth. So it was great. But Philadelphia just really hit it out of the park. If it was good for the Clippers, it was that much better for Philadelphia. They got Tobias Harris, they got Boban, and Mike Scott. Tobias Harris alone had just, just shifted complete power mm-hmm. towards Philadelphia and coming out of the East. 
because now they're throwing out their Ben Simmons. They're throwing out their J.J. Redick, Tobias Harris, Jimmy Butler, and Joel Embiid on a nightly basis. Granted, depth may not be – depth was an issue before, so it might be an issue again now. But as far as that starting five goes, I think it's the best starting five other than the Warriors starting five. Oh, I agree with you on that starting five. And to be honest, I don't know if benches – I mean, benches are going to be good, but it's going to be okay. Like, they got Jonathan Simmons in the trade, James Ennis. They got – um, they still got TJ McConnell. They can play Boban a little bit. They got Malachi Richardson. Like, they – TJ McConnell have, is indispensable at this point. I mean, He's I indispensable. Uh-huh. Like, he needs to have a lot more respect within that team, in my opinion. Right. Oh, I agree. No, but I think uh, – I think the, you know, the 76ers made these moves and something that doesn't get talked about enough with these trades is the owner. You know, the owner maybe has gone to the board where he's like, you know what, fuck this. Like, I want to win now. I want to win this year, which mm-hmm. forces the general managers to make moves. I.e., remember the Brooklyn Nets. They got the new Russian owner, and he's like, oh, I want to win now. And so Billy King was like, well, crap, I got to make moves now then. And that's why he traded the farm for Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Jason Terry. Like, people forget. Like, people think, oh, like, that was a bad move by the GM. But he was, like, the owner was on his ass. Yeah. And so maybe on maybe this is the case for the 76ers. Maybe the owner's like, I want to win now. And Alton Brand's like, okay, even if it means fucking up our future, like just to try to win now, then fine. But here's the thing. I don't think they necessarily like really messed up their future on Brooklyn's like situation. They got three aging superstars. Uh-huh. Um, Philadelphia still kept their young core intact. I mean, whether okay. or not they can re-sign Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler – those are going to be two guys that they're going to have to try and resign. If not, it's going to be for nothing because then they're just going to well, be left with three guys. Well, if they don't resign, then they have cap space, which I feel like everyone and their mother now has cap space. Yeah, but we'll get into that later. Uh, who won the trade in your eyes? In my eyes, Philadelphia, just because they have a shot at winning this year now, a legitimate shot at winning this year. Uh, to be honest, I think both teams won the trade. Oh, I mean, if I have to pick one, I'm going to say Philadelphia because at the end of the day, Clippers, they got a lot of good stuff, but they're not going to compete uh-huh. out West. Um, and Philadelphia right now with LeBron out of the East, they have a legit shot at getting to the finals this year. If I could if I could be honest, I don't know why teams are being aggressive now that LeBron is gone. I kind of I mean, wish he said, he's – Huh? He said why? Because he's not there. Because he's not there, so teams actually feel confident enough to try to get there. But to be honest, I also think, like, they kind of knew LeBron was going to leave. Because him going to the Lakers was no secret. So they're like, ah, well, he was going to – to me, I knew he was going to leave. So that's why for me, I was – like, maybe that's what their thinking was. Because to be honest, for me, I think – Easily, the East has four out of the five best teams in the league. Milwaukee, Toronto, Philadelphia, and Boston. You, uh, you still going to keep Boston on that? I, I still think so. On paper. On paper, sure. On paper. But Golden State's still number one. But I, still, I would still take Boston Easy. over Denver. You would take That's Boston easy. over Denver. Yeah. I would put them on the same tier. That's just okay. Me. Okay, so they have four out of the six best teams then, per se. Which that's is still weird. like, damn, that's pretty strong. Yeah. The East is uh, very top-heavy. Very top-heavy. Yeah. It falls off a lot uh-huh. um, towards, towards, like, you know, the where the West has more, like, of a power. Like, there's a balance of power. Like, everyone's trying to make it. The East, man, you got those four teams that they're going to let you know. Where they stand in the standings, and yeah, dude, the East looks. If those four teams can get to the semis, it's going to be a fun playoffs this year. Oh, I can't wait, man! But let's talk about another team fighting for the playoffs: the Detroit Pistons. The Pistons and the Lakers made a trade. 
The Lakers got Reggie Bullock, who's a decent wing. And the Pistons got Svi uh, Mikaluk and a second rounder. Uh, why did you think the Lakers made the trade? I think they made the trade because they just needed shooting now. And Reggie Bullock has shot well this year. And they were kind of waiting around on Svi to start shooting. And from what I've seen in the games, he's going to be fine. He will end up being a possibly a great shooter. But I think the Lakers, typical of, you know, when you have LeBron on your team, they got impatient with the young kid and they sended him out. They, they shipped him out to get something that will help now. I feel that's yeah. essentially what happened. No, I think Reggie Bullock is a good pickup. But um, he, what I don't like is he's a free agent mm-hmm. after this year. So if he goes, I mean, I think I think that would actually help the Lakers with some cap space because I think Steve McKaylick was not a free agent at the end of the year. So I don't know how 100% how all that stuff works. But uh-huh. you know, they, they got out from uh, Steve McKaylick's contract, which I think I don't know how many years it was. It was it was a rookie deal still. But Yeah, all, you know, all one million of it. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, if they had – 31 million now they got 32 i guess which can uh, make a difference uh-huh all right and i think the Pistons, mm-hmm. and i think the pistons made the trade just cuz they needed shooting or mm-hmm. and just to free up the wings cuz they also uh, traded away stanley johnson I, I think they just needed to start fresh on the wing position i could agree but uh who won the trade Oh, this trade, I got to give it to the Lakers, man. So, because um, I, I saw Speed McKaylick. Like I said, he's going to be a great shooter someday. But mm-hmm. I guess I just ran out of patience with him. Because, I mean, you got LeBron, you got to win now. And so, I'm going to go with the Lakers just because it's the same, same thing as the last trade. It's something that could – I'm not saying they're going to win. Um, but it's something that could hopefully sneak them into the playoffs. Yeah. I, sneak them into the playoffs. I think as well the Lakers won. I really like Reggie Bullock. I was really mad when the Clippers traded him because the Clippers drafted him. That is right. They did. I was really mad, and I thought he can be. And I mean, he's not a he's not a star wing, but he's he's a decent wing. And I I think Fee's going to be good, just not right now. And yeah, so I would say like Detroit lost the trade. But uh, as of right now, as of right now. Let's go to our three-team trade, Milwaukee, Detroit, the Pelicans. The Bucks received Nikola Mirotic. Pistons got Thon Maker, the seven-foot point guard. Oh, and right. The, I remember that. And the Pelicans got Stanley Johnson, Jason Smith, Denver's 2019 second-rounder, Washington's 2020 and 21 second-rounder, and Milwaukee's 2020 second-rounder. Uh, damn. So, what? Why? Who? Who won the trade? Who won the trade for you? Right now, Bucks. I feel the Bucks won, just because they got Nikola Mirotic, who's gonna be. He's gonna look. He's gonna look nice on the Bucks, because now you got another big dude who could space it out to the three point range and shoot. Because clearly Giannis can't. But now um, Giannis has options with Nikola Mirotic. He has options with uh, Chris Middleton. So it just it just gave Giannis another Bledsoe. So it just gave him a whole another, you know, toy to play with, basically. Yeah, uh, they Pistons still got Ilyasova, too. Exactly. So that's another big guy who can shoot. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think they, they really got a it, – it was good. It was good. Really, really good for them. As far as the Pistons go, I mean, they got Thon Maker. If he becomes that seven-foot point guard, sweet. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, as far as with the Pelicans, this looks like – preparing for life after Anthony Davis because a lot of these picks are for either this year in the second round mm-hmm. or like I mean, they're all second rounders yeah but a lot of them are after Anthony Davis will be gone so it almost seems like they're trying to either say hey we got all these picks and we're going to start building around you which I feel is too little too late or it might just be we have all these picks we're going to try and keep our head above water once you leave right yeah for me I think the Bucks won. I mean, yeah, they only have Nikola Mirotic for a year, but they can try to re-sign him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they have some money, but uh, we'll see. You know, also, if I had to rank this, for me, it would be Bucks 1, Pelicans 2, yep. and Detroit 3. I agree 100%. Yeah, because I don't know why. Go ahead. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so I know no. you said that Nikola Mirotic is only for one year. 
Uh-huh. Uh, but let's be honest right now that, like, like we spoke earlier, this is a very, very top-heavy East. They might only need him for one year. I think the Bucks have a legit shot, just like um, Toronto does right now and just like the Sixers did. They're just a very deep team as well. No, they, and they got the right coach. Yeah, Mike Budenholzer, second best acquisition in the offseason, definitely. Uh, let's go to Miami and Phoenix trade, which I didn't understand. Uh, the Heat got Ryan Anderson. The Suns got Wayne Ellington and Tyler Johnson. Um, okay, let's start off with the Suns. I think they did a great job in getting a point guard that can play with Devin Booker. Uh, I think Tyler Johnson's contract is up after next season. He's a serviceable point guard, but if they get a top three pick in the draft, they should still get a point guard in my eyes. What yeah. do you think? If he's a free agent, he might not even – it might just – him. this might just be him being a stopgap for this year to play point guard. Like, we're just, we're just going to get the most random guy to play point guard for us just so well, that we could have one at this point. Because they could have other point guards out there. They could have traded for Markel Fultz if they really wanted to get something, you know, that could build towards the future. They could have tried to swing a trade for Markel. And they settled for Tyler Johnson. They're just a little bit weird. Yeah, well, I just looked right now. His contract's up after next season. Oh, it's okay. A, it's a $19 million player option. That's a lot of money to pay for a guy like Tyler Johnson. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but, I mean, that's a lot of money. Especially yeah, if you draft, if you're gonna draft a, a young point guard, mm-hmm. and you're gonna put Tyler on the bench, or vice versa, if you're gonna draft a young superstar point guard and kind of like limit his his development by keeping him on the bench because you're gonna want to play him, gotta pay him all that money. Uh, it it just seemed weird to me. It is, and it's oh, even weirder. Right? It's even weirder for Miami Heat. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't – you could have gotten a lot more for Wayne Ellington, like I feel. Mm-hmm. I just don't I understand. I would have given them a lot more had they sent Wayne Ellington out there because they're desperate for shooting. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, the Lakers would have sent them Lonzo. <laughs> they probably would have liked I'm, that. I'm serious. Yeah, at, at this point, I uh-huh. genuinely think Lonzo just needs to go. But, again, we already got – we already went through that. Yeah. Um, I don't get – why Miami traded for him? I don't know. I mean, I mean, I know they're in the the eighth seed right now in the East, and Detroit's like right there. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't see how Ryan Anderson is that impact player to create space between them and Detroit. No, I don't. I don't see it either. To be honest, uh, I think I don't. I can't even say who won the trade or who lost the trade. To be honest. Yeah, I, I, I will. They both lost. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Bulls, Wizards. The Bulls get Otto Porter. The Wizards get Bobby Portis and Jabari Parker. Um, okay, and this that's all ahead. it took. That's, that's all, all it, took? it took to get Bobby to get uh, Michael Porter. No, not Michael Porter. Sorry, uh, Otto Porter. That's uh-huh. all it took to get Otto Porter. Who, by the way, a week before this, we're not trading anybody. We're not trading anybody. And then you give him up for that. That's it. Like it, it, it doesn't make sense. Um, the Wizards GM, I don't even think at this point he's fit for the job. I'm not saying I am, so maybe I shouldn't be the the right person to say it. But the, I don't think the guy knows what he's doing. Uh huh. So this is well, this is this was not a good trade at all. I don't think it was a good trade either. Supposedly the reason why they did this trade is to save money. I guess. Um, after hearing what happened to John Wall, the owner was like, okay, well, I don't want to pay the luxury tax anymore. So that's why he made this trade. But I feel like you could have, for Otto Porter, you could have gotten at least a young talent, like, for him, you know? Yeah, and this just goes back again. Um, the Lakers needed a shooter. The Lakers could have looked in on this guy as well. Any team that needed a shooter could have looked at Auto Porter, and they could have looked at Wayne Ellington. I just feel like both those teams sold very, very, very low on these guys. I agree with you. So I'm going to say the winner for this, even though it doesn't help their odds, is the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Yeah. The Chicago Bulls, who are currently in 13th in the East, won the trade. 
with the, with the Washington Wizards. What number is uh, Washington? Washington wasn't. I mean, did they have a realistic shot at the playoffs? Maybe. Oh, they're they're at, they're in ten. Twenty-four and thirty-two. So they had a shot. Looks like there might only be like a game and a half back. Yeah, maybe two, two and a half. My bad. So they had a shot. So for them, I feel like maybe they could have tried to offload some salary and still got some serviceable pieces back to see if they can maybe sneak into the playoffs. Unless their intention was to tank, which in that case they did a phenomenal job. I'm sure it was to tank and to get uh, salary cap relief, but. Shit, if you're gonna tank, might as well trade Bradley Beal. But that's, that's what I was at business. None of my business. But uh talking about tanking, let's go to the Kings and the Mavs trade. The Kings get Harrison Barnes and the Mavs get Justin Jackson and Zach Randolph. Um I know what right. the Mavs are doing. We yeah, we know what the Mavs are doing, and what yeah. what is funny is with this trade, they kind of make themselves into a to a player in the free agency this season. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And now that they added KP and they have Luka, who's looked really, really, really good, um, that might be a more attractive destination now than it was in recent years. <sighs> All right, let's 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 talk about this. Uh. If I'm a free agent, right, mm-hmm. I'm one of the top free agents. First of all, they've sucked at getting a talent in the draft. I mean, not in the draft, in free agency, right? Mm-hmm. But if I'm a free agent and I know Luca's going to have the ball all the time, do I want to be there? Valid point, valid point. And um, they're young, and their second guy's young too. Do I want to be there? Like, it will look great. Like, adding a Clay Thompson on NBA 2K would look great on this team. But in real life, do you want that? It probably wouldn't happen. No. So, so that's why Mark Cuban's out there playing 2K while everyone else is playing basketball? I, I think this <laughs> just gives them way more credit to the Warriors. Like, I feel like you got to draft your first, second, and third option. Because I feel like there's not a lot of guys who will – Give up or take it like, you know, I'm thinking of the team first. Uh, if I don't have the ball, I'm chilling. You know what I'm saying? There's not a lot of guys like that. You look at the Warriors, they drafted Steph Curry, got rid of Monte, got Andrew Bogut. They drafted Klay Thompson. Uh, they had drafted Draymond Green. Like, And then Iggy and saw this and Harrison Boss. Iggy saw this and was like, yo, like, I could help out this team. But in a selfless way. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I see exactly I, where you're coming from. Like, if I'm going for uh, – if I'm going to leave, I want to be the main guy. Mm-hmm. Especially Man. with a lot of the free that are coming out this year. Yes. And I think Dallas is destined for doom <laughs> again and striking out. And I feel like a lot of teams are going to strike out because a lot of people forget. What was it? Was it the 2009 – or no, 2012? Free agency when Chris Bosh, LeBron, and D Wade all came together. Uh, yeah, two thousand eleven, wasn't it? It was something like that, right? One of those years. But it was just like so many teams. Oh, no, sorry, struck- two thousand nine. I'm sorry. I think it was two thousand nine. Yeah. Okay, so many teams struck out because I remember a lot of teams had salary cap that year, mm-hmm. and then they're like, "Oh shit, what do we do now?" And I feel like a lot of teams are going to be destined to strike out. Again. This year. Again. This year. I mean, and I don't think. Go ahead. I, I could agree with that. I could agree with that, you know, 100%. But how crazy it is that the Warriors have changed basketball enough to where you got to draft your one, two, and three guy. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. It's just It's mind-boggling only because I recall the days when you could sign your one, two guy and you were good to go. you if you had a solid one-two, you were gonna you're gonna work your way to the playoffs and have a legit shot at the finals. And I'll say you gotta draft your one-two-three guy, and then you gotta go out there and get yourself this four-five guy. It's just crazy. It's crazy. You know, so shout out, kudos to the Warriors agency for changing uh, basketball. 
Yeah, and uh, shout out to Jerry West for being there as well. <laughs> Anyways, let's get to this trade. Sorry, just a little rant that I've been thinking about. But, uh, you know, the Kings did it because they want to win now. And I know in our last podcast, we wanted it. We said the Kings need to make a move in order to yes. solidify their playoff contention. Was, was this the move? I think so. What do you think? You think so? I think I so. Think. I think it helps them. I think it helps them. And it, they also have Alec Burks off the bench now. Oh, they trade right. away. They trade away Iman Stumper to Houston, which is a good trade for Houston. You know, shout out to Houston. I but, mean, um, yeah, no, you're you're right here. And considering it, we were all overlooking Sacramento, what a surprise uh-huh. they've been. Uh, the Clippers, I feel the Clippers got worse after the deadline, and they're the eighth spot right now. So the Kings being in the ninth spot, you know, they have a shot at that eighth spot, which hurts my Lakers. Yeah. And the Mavs did it for salary cap. Um, easy. That's why, honestly. Who won the trade? Um, I Kings, think they're going to make the playoffs, possibly. Yeah. Yeah, for short-term Kings, long-term shit, I don't know. Justin now, Jackson Mavs, isn't a bad player, though. He's not. He's not. But if uh-huh. the Mavs can land that, um, what do you call it? If the Mavs can land that free agent this year, even if it's just one, then uh-huh. I think. They won. Oh, easy. Let's go to the next one. Pelicans Wizards trade. The Pelicans got Markeith Morris, who then got cut. Uh, Wizards got Wesley Johnson. Uh, I don't want to spend a lot of time. Uh, they did it for salary cap. Uh, who won? Who cares? I agree. <laughs> who won? Mar- Honestly, it's probably Mar- yeah. Markeith Morris won the trade because now he can – Go wherever the hell you want. Hopefully he chooses Los Angeles because the Lakers can use uh, another guy who can also shoot from three-point range. And I think he might be a little bit better than Carmelo at this point. <laughs> I think a lot of people are better than Carmelo. To be honest. I don't want to disrespect Carmelo. That's all it is. He was a good player. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Cause I, saw, I don't know if you ever seen the short Bleacher Report, like Carmelo's life growing up and all that. It's just – once you once you see all that man, he's just so easy to respect. It's just if he just could change his mind on the player that he is today and see it and work towards his strength, then he would still have a spot in the NBA. But since he still thinks he's the guy um, when he joins a team, I think that's what hurts him. But um, oh, just quick, did did he tell you about that he's from New York or from Baltimore? In that Baltimore. Baltimore. Oh wow, he actually gave respect to Baltimore. I think he did mention Baltimore in that um, video on Bleacher Report. This was like from years. I think it might have been like one or two years ago. Oh, so it, was well, nothing, it was nothing new. I had, just, I, I mean, I was, I, it was my first time that I had seen it, and uh-huh. I was just like, okay, this, this guy's a lot more likable because, you know, I wasn't a huge fan of Carmelo uh-huh. myself. Um, and after I saw that, I was like, this is, this is a likable dude, you know, good dude. Uh-huh. But I just, I just don't think that he has seen the player that he is. Now, yeah. Well, for me, I was a big fan of Carmelo growing up. I actually got the Carmelos, the first ever Carmelo Anthony shoes. Ooh. Um, I was I was happy he got the whites. Ooh, with the with the powder with the like the powder light blue and the yellow. Yeah, and it says mellow across the tongue. Uh huh. Yeah, I I was more of a Carmelo fan than a LeBron fan, to be honest. Like I was a like I was a Diehard Melo fan. And I didn't like either I, one of those two at that time. I like Kobe. <laughs> oh, well, Avi. But what <laughs> what turned me away was his demanding the trade in New York. Mm. And basically saying he's from New York. And I'm like, wait, like, no, you're from Baltimore. You spent most of your time in Baltimore. And after that, like, I wasn't a big fan of his. But I still respect him. So shout out to Melo. Yeah. I thought you were going to say you stopped being a fan for him that one time. It looked like he died on the court. Oh. I don't know if you've seen that video where he's just laying there for like a solid yeah. couple minutes. And it's like, what's up with Melo? All right. Well, it's because he needs to run. Shit. <laughs> but shout out uh, to Melo. Love you, Melo. But let's go to – this was actually a blockbuster trade. Yeah. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies and the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors got Marcus Saw. The Grizzlies got Jonas Valanciunas, DeLon Wright, 
CJ Miles and a 2024 second round pick. Um, let's just be real. Why? Why did the Raptors do this? The Raptors did it again. This I believe this trade happened after the Bucks got Nikola Mirotic, and it happened after the Sixers got Tobias Harris. Uh-huh. The Raptors basically said, "Holy shit." They just got that much better. We got to go out there and get that much better. And they did. And it's safe to say that the Grizzlies will not be making any sort of playoff push whatsoever this year. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. And what I don't like about this trade for the Grizzlies is like two or three of their guys that they got are player options. Oh, so they can easily just opt in and take up their cap space. Yep. Like Jonas Valanciunas is 17 mil. CJ Miles is, is eight mil, so that's what 20, 25 mil right there. And it's just like, well, shit. Add that with Chandler Parsons and Mike Conley. They have no shot. Yeah. And free this year. And I mean, no disrespect to Memphis, but it's not exactly a high-profile destination either for some of these players. Right. So. A lot of times they head there because they throw out wads of cash at them. Now they don't have that option either. So I don't see them lending anybody this year. They don't have any money to do that anyways. But what I also don't like is, you know, I wanted to see Jaron Jackson as a five. Mm -hmm. But now you add Jonas Valanciunas and it's basically him and Marcus all all over again. Yep. So, yeah. So basically the Raptors won the trade. Any chance they cut Valanciunas? I mean, I know it would eat up a lot into their cap space, but any chance that they can cut them, cut him? I don't think so. I don't think they can. They'll still have to pay him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what I like about Toronto is that um, even if Marcus saw Kawhi Leonard, if they both leave, that adds, what, $46 million into their cap space that they can go out and sign, which I know they're not planning on doing. Like they, they can still get a max player and, you know, a second-tier player with that kind of cap space. Yeah, maybe. But if they both like it and they go far, like, to the West Finals and just lose, they can run it back with the whole team. Mm-hmm. So that's what I like about it for the Raptors oh, me side. Too. So, me too. So, I feel like the Raptors oh. said we got to get in on this arms race. I mean, we're, we're leading, I believe. Are they still number one in the East or are they number two? Uh, I think they're they are. They're two in the East and only a game back of the Bucks. I just checked yeah. right now. Yeah. So um, they saw the Bucks get better and they saw the Sixers get better. And wait a minute, is this correct? Are the Pacers still the third best team right now in the That's East? That's what I'm just looking at right now. Hey, good for, good for them. <laughs> they Philadelphia needs to do something and Boston because I don't want to see Philadelphia and Boston in the first round. Oh, Oh, you're right. I'm you're looking right. at that Philly and Boston are four and five. Ooh. Somebody's got to give there. Yeah. yeah. Next call. Yep. Wade Baldwin, Nick Stauskas got traded three <laughs> times. <laughs> well, okay, so they went from – do you know where they went from? They went from Portland to uh, – Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I think they might have gone from Portland to – let me look that up if you don't mind. Yeah, go. Hold on, wait. And I'll tell you, but, uh, you know, that is just – that's the name of the game. That is the name of the game. At the end of the day, it is a business. These guys got to realize that. But, I mean, to get traded three times, three times. And then get cut. And then get cut. <laughs> So apparently it looks like they went from let me see here. They went from Portland to the Rockets and from the Rockets to the Pacers. And uh-huh. they get waived. Yeah. Damn. Because the Rockets are sending second round to Indiana and the deal with Houston getting the rights to some dude. Who uh-huh. yeah. So yeah, they basically I'm sorry, it's the third time that Stoskis and Baldwin have been traded this week. They were acquired by the Cleveland Cavs in That's the deal that sent Rodney had to Portland, yes. Yes. And then they went to Houston in a three-team trade that landed Amon Shepard. And then somehow they ended up in Indiana where they got waived. Shit. Sorry. <laughs> it's the name of the game, man. Yeah. It's the name of the game. Man, I think Stoskis is playing fairly well this year. I thought he was. 
I think, well, they're both free agents. We'll talk about that later. But the next topic. Baldwin had a good summer league. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> next topic, Lakers, Clippers. Lakers got Mike Muscala. Clippers got Zubak and Michael Beasley. Fun fact, I just heard about this not too long ago. This is the last time the Lakers and the Clippers traded together. Okay, was, since? Uh, Byron Scott and Norm Nixon. Uh, wow. The 80s. They were in their way back. Did the Lakers get Byron Scott and Norm Nixon, or did no, they no. send? Byron they Scott. traded away Norm Nixon and got Byron Scott. Oh right! Oh wow! That's crazy, huh? And then Showtime started. Yeah. That's uh, crazy. Why did the Lakers make this move? I mean, Zubak is a talented center. For me, I didn't really understand it because he was going to go to New Orleans for Anthony Davis. I think they had to include Zubak just to get rid of Michael Beasley and Mike Muscala, I guess he can shoot and LeBron likes dudes who can shoot. But I feel that maybe the Lakers could have maybe given up someone other than Zuba mm-hmm. and maybe the Clippers still would have taken Michael Beasley. And I know I discussed this with you. I think Jerry West just basically finessed Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. I think this was a dude playing chess while the other guy was playing checkers. Not to say Zubak is going to be like, oh, he's the next Shaq. Like, some people made it out to be after he had a couple big games. But, um, you know, I don't think he's going to be that expensive because I I believe you're the one that told me he's a free agent at the end of the year. Correct. Um, I don't think he's going to be that expensive, and he would be a nice piece for the Clippers, who I don't think they have a center right now, do they? Uh, We have Montrezl Harrell and Jermichael Green, if you count Jermichael Green, but – but I mean, like a true seven foot center, because I know those guys were a little no, bit of a. We got rid of Marcin Gortat, so just to make room okay. for Zubak. So. I consider I consider Montrezl Harrell and Jermichael Green more of like small ball fives. Um, yeah. So hey, this is this is nice. I mean, whether Zubak starts or comes off the bench, or unless you want Montrezl Harrell and all that energy coming off the bench. Yeah. So this was a nice move for the Clippers as far as uh, trying to start their own little youth movement and create. Create solid players who are not going to, as you say, hold, hold the ball a lot and create solid players that maybe some of these other um, free agent superstars might find serviceable for their skill sets. No, I agree. And last night he had 12 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, 5 of 10 shooting. I, I can get behind that. I don't know. So this year, Michael Stella. Go ahead. Wait till he puts up those 2010 games. Just wait. <laughs> I'll be waiting. And, like, you know, Mike Muscala is averaging seven points, uh, four rebounds, and shooting 34% from the three. But, you know, who knows? Maybe he will come up big with LeBron. Yeah. I don't know. Floor spacing. And I really like how – yeah, fuck, man. The Clippers got Shea Alexander, who's been a decent point guard. Jerome Robinson yes, as a – Jerome Robinson has been a bust. I'm sorry. He has, uh, so he has, but he also hasn't gotten a lot of minutes. Mm-hmm. I agree. So I feel maybe if he gets more minutes, gets more consistent playing time, he might be able to find a rhythm. I hope That's so. If that ever happens, yeah, and because he now Marcus he has Harrell. to battle with Landry Shamet. Mm-hmm. Or even that, so, look, the same players. And I'm going to be honest: if you have a guy like Shia Alexander who can facilitate, and you're going to tell me you want Landry or, or Jerome, dude, overlook Jerome already at this point. You have Landry. Doesn't look. Uh, I'd rather have Landry Shamet because he knocks him down with a lot more consistency. Yeah. Um, you got Montrez Harrell. You got Zubats. That's not a bad young core. No, it's not. And you got shooters. These are, yeah, and these are not guys that are like, "I'm the star, give me the ball." So if you have the cap space, you can bring in two guys that are willing to play together. These guys are just gonna fit in as best as they can. I agree. And so I think it just makes a point that the Clippers won the trade and the Lakers and, lost. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, okay, so you got your point guard, you got your shooting guard, you got your power forward. Let's say that's Montrez Harrell and you got your center. Hmm. Uh-huh. Who plays small forward who's a free agent at the end of the year who made it known that he was a Clippers fan more than a Lakers fan? My boy Kawhi Leonard, the claw. It looks nice, man. It looks nice. It looks nice. It does. 
And we still got Lou Williams off the bench. And Danilo Gallinari, uh, who will probably be traded at the trade at the draft, honestly. Dude, for all you know, offer him to the Wizards, dude. They might even give you guys Bradley Bueller or John Wall. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> that would be funny. But all right. The next one, 76ers, Magic Trade, another blockbuster trade. 76ers yes. got Jonathan Simmons, a 2020 first-round pick via Oklahoma, and a 2019 second-round pick. And the Magic got – I mean, the, yeah, Magic got Markel Fultz. Okay, this is good for the Sixers now. The rich got richer, strong playoff push, done. But I absolutely love this for Markel. It's a fresh start, mm-hmm. zero pressure. Take your time to get back to the court. Be the player that we knew he was in Washington. Um, shout out to, to, to J. Cole. You know, yep. Markel Foss, they fucked up your shot. Um, I love this. Magic needed a point guard. I know we discussed, oh, they should got, they should have gone out and gotten Isaiah Thomas in free agency. I'm happy Isaiah Thomas is in Denver. I'm or happy Markel. I remember we talked about that. Or Dennis Smith as well. I'm happy they chose Markel Fultz. At this point, I feel where they're at, this is a very low risk, high reward. Yeah, uh, trade for them, and if Markel Fultz does work out, then they're basically going to pair a really good point guard with Jonathan Isaac, Mobamba. I know I'm missing another one. Aaron Gordon. So, Aaron Gordon, thank you. And I mean, yeah, this is this is one of those uh, trades that right now we see. Oh, the Sixers did great. If we look back, maybe in the next five to ten years, the Magic might have won this trade. Yeah. No, I agree because honestly, the Magic basically just gave up a second round pick of their own because mm-hmm. the, the first round pick is go, is from Oklahoma and it's protected, and Jonathan Simmons hasn't done really that well this year. So to so, me, I think who won this trade is Markel Fultz. Yeah. Who lost this trade? I don't think anyone lost this trade. And the last time we said a player won the trade was Dennis Smith Jr. And look what he's doing. So. Hopefully, history repeats itself in the situation for Markel. Because, again, man, you know I wasn't a huge fan of his coming out. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know much about him. You're like, oh, no, look at him, look at him. And I checked out his highlights, and I checked out him playing. Dude, this guy just had Damian Lillard 2.0 written yeah. all over, all if over healthy, him. If healthy, if yes. Healthy, if healthy. So if he can, you know, reach that for the Magic, that'd be great. It would, man. It would. Uh, last trade, the Grizzlies and the Clippers. The Grizzlies got Avery Bradley. Hey, real quick, before we get to that, tell me a Markel Fultz like, at his ceiling with a Mo Bamba at his ceiling. Isn't that a little bit of some Penny Shack right there? Shit, a little bit, honestly. Right. Well, I would, say, I, I would say like a probably like Penny Shack or like the roof. They're probably like at the second story. Because Penny was six seven, Shaq was just fucking Shaq. Yeah, okay. I agree. Mo Bamba got a seven foot ten yeah, I, I would probably say Jameer Nelson and Dwight Howard. I think it might be a little bit better than that. I, uh, Dwight, Dwight Howard was good in Orlando. He no, he was, but yeah, no, he was. Yeah, let's 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 give credit to D Dwight for once. See, that's the thing. It's hard to give credit to a guy who never took the game seriously. It's just hard. Well, he did in Orlando, and then after that, he killed every team he was on. I'm sorry, he he did not take it seriously in Orlando. He did not, especially right. with that whole little situation that happened with Stan Van Gundy. I I didn't ask to trade him, and he gets to fire him, and he gets fired that same day. After that cringy interview that he did, nah, nah. All right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. All right, let's go. All right, the last trade that we're going to talk about, uh, the Grizzlies and the Clippers. The Grizzlies got Avery Bradley. The Clippers got Jamichael Green and Garrett Temple. Uh, what did you think of the trade for Grizzlies? Um, why? I don't see what Avery Bradley brings to the Grizzlies considering that um, where did I say they were in the standings? They're in 14th. They're not exactly going to make um, the playoffs tank, this year. Tank so, season. Yeah. They're basically tanking. And I think the Clippers got – the Clippers are at that point right now where they don't have, like, that big-name star. But they have enough depth mm-hmm. 
to where they can still sneak and hold on to that that eighth seed in the West. I, see, I love my Clippers, but to be honest, I think they lost this trade. And, and it's not even because of the players they got. Jermichael Green and Garrett Temple, they're good players. Yeah. Those players. But if they make if they somehow make the playoffs, they might have just done this for ticket sales as well to make them still uh competitive, which you know I respect. But if they make the playoffs, their pick goes to Boston. Oh, and then Boston could offer that pick. Yes. For AD as well. Exactly. So that's why for me, and I remember saying this at uh be- during our preseason rankings. The Clippers need to not make the playoffs so we can get a lottery pick just to add to our young guys. So what's the top what protected, that pick? It's lottery protected. Oh, okay. Ah. Yeah, and I think this was the Doc Rivers trade. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, God. Not the Doc Rivers trade. Uh Um. Is Jerry West helping the Celtics now? No. Why do you say that? Because he made a team that could still make the playoffs, opened up cap space for the Clippers, created a nice little young core for the Clippers. All right. Could still sneak into the playoffs, and that pick goes to Boston? Here's the L.A. Clippers first-round pick to Boston. Uh, it's protected one through fourteen and one through fourteen in two thousand twenty. And then after so, that, does it become a second rounder, or is it just it unprotected? Becomes a two thousand twenty-two second round pick. So you got to miss the playoffs the next two years, man. But I'll say well, this: if I get next if I get year, two stars, I'm I'm not. I don't care if we lose the playoffs. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So, but this year we need that draft pick. I know it's a weak draft, but to be honest, if we can somehow flip that pick for something else, because we've we've learned that picks, honestly, just draft picks is more um, is more has more value than the person that's being drafted. Does I that agree. make sense? No. Yes, because you get to choose basically who you bring in. So it becomes uh-huh. your choice, not so much. So we're sending you this young guy. Yeah. Now, um, I don't know. You correct me if I'm wrong. A lot of the time when you have top heavy or like weak drafts, I know you, you consider this draft to be a little bit weak. You've said it on multiple occasions. Uh-huh. A lot of the times that's where you find a lot of those guys in the late lot in the late lottery picks, uh-huh. late first round picks. I mean, Giannis was one of those picks. And what yes. was considered a really weak draft. Um, try to think. Uh, Jimmy Butler, I believe, was a late first round pick. I don't know how weak that draft was. So, I but mean, you're right. <clears throat> this is just one of those things where it's like, again, and it also supports what you have to say. Um, the pick is worth more than the actual player you draft itself. Mm-hmm. I feel like the draft picks. Draft pick is like buying a new car, like. Once you once you leave that car dealership, it's worth like half its value, and that's yeah, how and I see it. And you could get yeah. eleven too. Exactly, shit, man. But all right, that's it for the trades. Let's just go out real quick about the buyout guys. Wesley Matthews was bought out, signed with the Pacers. Great move for the Pacers. They're still trying to be. Uh, and mind you, it's a great move for the Pacers because they had a guy who can help them a little bit now, maybe still stay in the playoffs, and he's gone at the end of the year. Exactly. Or they resign him. Yep. That's we'll another see. option. Wayne Ellington signed with Detroit. Don't get Shout it. Shout out to them. Why not? I don't get it. Whoa, why not? Why? Why? Because they're trying in to make Detroit? the playoffs. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I don't get it too much. Well, they just draft. They just traded for Blake Griffin. Obviously, yeah, and I'm trying to win now. They added like a Thon Maker. What did they get rid of? A Stanley Johnson, Johnson and Reggie Bullock. Guys that were, sir. I mean, okay. Yeah, you know what? Mm-hmm. You replace Reggie. I mean, you replace Reggie Bullock with Wayne Ellington, and that's not half bad. Yeah, that's, that's actually you no. Know that's better than not half bad. That's that's pretty good. But you're right. I stand yeah. corrected. Yeah. So 
other guys that were waiting, Ennis Cantor got bought out, Markeith Morris, Marcin Gortat, Michael Beasley, Omir Caspi, Wade Baldwin, Nick Stauskas. <clears throat> yeah, that's everybody. So and now isn't isn't DeAndre Jordan also a buyout candidate right now? Right now, but I think I think New York is trying to keep him because supposedly he's best friends with Kevin Durant. And uh, they're trying to make a like a nice impression. All right, New York. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So we it's the buyout market's gonna be interesting. Yes. So, um in your in your um, opinion, who are some winners of the draft of the draft? I'm sorry, of the trade deadline. Of the trade deadline, overall winners. Yeah, um, Philadelphia won, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Uh, Milwaukee won, mm-hmm. um, and Toronto really won. And I feel the Clippers won. Right, it's a very low key win, but they won. Um, no, I, they, I agree. They, they put a lot of. Uh, well, they basically put their wheels in motion towards competing next year. I agree. And just to add to that, because I agree with everyone that you said, I'm going to add Sacramento to that because I think they're going to make the playoffs now and they'll be the first time they made the playoffs since the early 2000s. Yep. And this may not be as fun as when the Lakers and the Kings went at it in the early 2000s, but hey, the last time the Kings and the Lakers went at it fighting for a playoff spot or just fighting for – well, that was a championship spot. Now they're fighting for a playoff spot. Yeah. Basketball was good, man. Basketball was good. Yeah. And so, so what about – Go ahead. Yeah, go for it. No, you go for it. No, I was just going to change the topic, but you can go ahead. No, I'm just saying it might just be a nostalgia thing, but that was a good basketball. That was, there. honestly. That was. Who do you think are losers – in the draft day, losers in the trade deadline. Um, Utah, Utah needed to make a move, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Portland, I feel just to finally get over the the hump, needed to make a move. Mm-hmm. I th- I feel like they lost. Um, your 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 team, dude. I don't think that they did good enough. The Charlotte Hornets, they're hanging on to the seventh seed. Oh, they fuck. made zero moves whatsoever. I agree with that. So, those are um, my three losers. For me, hold on. For me, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have the Boston Celtics. They needed to do something. They're just Boston. losers to me, period. Yeah. Uh Brooklyn, no, not really, just because they're still probably gonna make the pop. So Boston. Uh who else is in the Yeah, that's it. On the east side. Hold on. Boston. Oh, Miami. Miami and uh, Charlotte. I don't, I don't understand what Miami did, why. And, um, yeah, so that's for the East. So what did I say? Boston, Miami, and Charlotte? Yep. For the West, I'm going to say – oh, fuck. I was going to say someone. I guess for the West, not really anyone. Is that right? You're going to have Utah losing a little bit? Yeah, Utah. But I don't think Somebody. they should. Have, I don't think they should make the playoffs. But that's just me. Uh, definitely, probably Portland. They added Ronnie Hood, but that might not be enough. Um, yeah, probably that's it. Oh, San Antonio. I think they needed to do something, mm-hmm. but they might be contenders in the buyout market. They could be as well. And I just want to add one more winner too, because this was the big question mark they had at the beginning of the year, and I feel that they addressed it with this uh, trade deadline, Houston. Houston, oh, yeah. The Houston Rockets addressed their depth at the at the deadline, and I feel Wait, that they're. Who did they get besides Iman Shumpert? Um, thought I thought you mentioned that they had added other players as well. Let's check this out. They did, but then they traded him. They had a Ray Baldwin and Nick Stauskas, and then they traded him. That was it. That was it. Smart, they got other players as well. I don't think so. Year. I mean, they got Kenneth Fareed, which was good. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I could have sworn I thought they had gotten more players. No, you're right. Never mind. Yeah. Houston's still Houston. Yeah, so, I mean, everyone else is like, eh, like, whatever. Like, y'all cool, I, I guess. I mean, yeah. and, and I think that has to do a lot with, <clears throat> excuse me, the fact that it's the Western Conference where it's like 
Yeah, it's cool. You guys still ain't gonna beat the Warriors though. So exactly. Shit. Well, damn. This is an almost an hour and five minutes. Let's. That's a long time. Shit. It was a good trade deadline. It's gonna be an even better playoffs. I can't wait. Uh, I don't know I'll when do the next. Either. I don't know when the next time we'll do a podcast, but uh, yeah, man. So until then, everybody, everybody take safe. care, stay safe, and come Hugs, back next time so we can run it back. Right? Hugs, not drugs, too, everybody. <laughs> Shit. All right, then. George, I'll talk to you later. All right. Take it easy, man. All right, man. Late.